Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Essential preparations in church planting. We know that for any venture in life to be successful, before you go into such venture, you must make adequate preparation. Because there is no substitute for preparation. And before anything can be successful, preparation is the key to that success. In the same way, in church planting, there are certain basic human preparations that we must make before we can embark on church planting mission. Making this preparation will certainly contribute to our success in church planting enterprise, church planting venture, church planting project. And we have the following as some of the major preparations we must make. The list is not exhaustive. The, the, first, list, I mean, the first preparation is the need for us to conduct a survey or if you like, feasibility study. And for those of us who are into real missions, you call it spiritual mapping. Survey, feasibility study. That's, that looks like a business term. But technically, for those of us in missions, we call it a spiritual mapping. This was exactly what Nehemiah did. In Nehemiah chapter 2, from verses 11 to 16. You know, when he came from Susa, the palace in Susa, and he came to Jerusalem, he needed to match the reality with the news that he has had. So he explored the land. He went through to see what is on the ground in comparison to what he has had in the news. The same thing Moses did when the, ten, the, the 12 spies were sent to go and what? And look at Canaan. It was survey. The same strategy Joshua adopted. When they, when they were about to cross over into Jericho and possess the land, two men were sent to go and survey the land, to go and conduct the feasibility studies. This is necessary because without that knowledge of survey, they will not know what method. A pastor has led us through several methods of church planting. He has led us through several methods that we can, I mean, we can adopt when we go to do the church planting. And like somebody was asking the other day that, uh, what of if we get to a place and they are inviting us to come and build, build school? You know, the survey that we do, we help, we help us to know what is the uppermost need in the life of the people that will make us to determine whether we use project method or what? Feasibility studies. It is very crit critical. Then the second issue 
about the preparation is the need for us to search for a man of peace. Our Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 10 and verses 5 and 6, he said, anywhere you go, wherever city you enter, first and foremost search out for the son of peace. And I tell you, in all our church planting experience or experiences, whether locally, in Lagos, nationally in Nigeria, or outside the country, there's never been any place we will get to without finding a man of peace. In most cases, they are not even born again. They are not believers. And they are ready to what? To provide us the requisite information. They are ready to serve as inroad into the community. They are ready to help us with the knowledge of the environment. And even sometimes they are ready to help us to secure certain materials, certain things that we need to kick off the work. I remember going to Idoma land about 2001. That place is called Ukwete or so. If I, if I can still remember the name. That's after Utupo. Do you know the man of peace there? He's not born again. At, he was not born again at all. And the man said, I count it as a great privilege that a church is requesting of me to sell land. And he said he was not going to sell the land. And he was taking us through the bush. Come and see the large expanse of land this man provided. If you don't step out, you may not meet the man of peace. Another preparation is when we get to the land, the first thing we need to do is to make contact with community heads. No matter how small the community is, no matter how big the community is, or how big, there are certain people that God has placed over that community. And whether we like it or not, they are the gateway. They are the men or the man standing at the gate. If God will help us to develop cordiality with them, of course, the whole land is already conquered. And we know, and that's another thing, we need, we need to get ourselves familiar with the traditional practices in such community. We were in a security land, Roboland, I mean, a security land of a few, 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 few months ago. And when we got to that place, I met something that was totally different in Yoruba land. The man said they will be the first to welcome us and they will provide all the necessary things. Put down the money and everything. And they said the money will go to the what? To the head of the delegation. So I was given the money, the money of welcome. After that, they said, okay, we also we are going to respond or we retaliate. So we also give, we also give. They will provide the cola, and if the cola is not available, they will provide the money for the cola. If the cola is available, they will provide the cola and provide money to support the cola. If the cola is not available, they provide the money for the cola and they provide that money to support the cola. That is totally, I don't understand that. But because we have a man of peace who led us through. 
I remember when we went to Baeza, that Ekerimo, our man of peace, he was the one that made arrangement for a movement from Yenegoa to that uh, community. He did not only provide for the transportation that would take us throughout the, I mean, two and two, about two hours drive from Yenegoa to the last point before we enter into the rivers. He also made provision for hiring a boat, flying boat that will carry us. And not only that, he, he knows the, the culture, the tra tradition there. He made adequate provision for everything they are going to request of us to do in that place. Contact with the community. And when we got there, the community people, they were very excited. They felt respected, honored, and they were ready to provide us. They said, we are, we are welcome, we are welcome. That as much we could take, we have the opportunity. The next preparation is motivation and mobilization. And that is what we are doing now. Because some of the things that, that inform this sharing are born out of the survey already conducted. And if you look at your book from pages 38 to 44, you will see a report of the survey that we had to River State, that's Port Harcourt, and, and uh, Bayesa State. So, most of the information that we are using to motivate you now and to mobilize you, they are born out of that uh, survey. M motivation and mobilization. And if you look at the book of Nehemiah chapter 2 again, verses 17 and 18, you will see how Nehemiah mobilized the people. You see how he motivated them to the work. Can we look at that Nehemiah chapter 2, 17 and 18? Can we read it together? Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been born with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. That is motivation and mobilization. What was the response? Say, I also told them about the gracious hand of my God upon me and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. We are hoping and we are praying that after this sharing, everybody in this assembly will say, let us start planting churches now. And the Lord will give us good success in the name of Jesus. Of course, another preparation is concerted intercessions. This also had started. You know why? Every mission work is spiritual warfare, including church planting. You recollect what Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 16. In fact, Jesus, church planting is launching an offense against the gate of hell. It's launching an offense against the spiritual rulers, spiritual, I mean the spiritual powers controlling that community. And you cannot engage in that without warfare prayer. The chief weapon for engaging the enemy in any spiritual warfare is warfare prayer. And that is why pastor has been calling for what? Concerted intercession. That you give at least one hour of your, of, of, of your, of your 24 hours in a day to stand in the gap praying because God does nothing 
except in answer to prayer. Whatever signs, whatever wonders that you see today, they are product of concerted prayer. And somebody said that every history of Christian missions that we are reading today, we are only reading the word, the testimonies of answered prayers. That Bowen came to Nigeria in 1850 and the Baptist Convention is now celebrating 104 convention session with over 8, 8 million, whatever, 3 million churches, 8 million, whatever, whatever. That is what? History of what? Answered prayer. And of course, the last one there is logistics. We need to put our logistics in place. The place we are going, do we have a place to use as temporary site? Or we have a permanent site already. There are some places you will get to. You may not find any of the things that we, we have earlier mentioned to use as temporary site. Maybe a school, hotel, whatever. In some places, we may need to start immediately to, uh, and to purchase a land outrightly. We have had some such experiences. I remember when we still went to Kaduna. In Kaduna, that Kamazo area, there was no available school, no hall, no hotel, nothing. But we thank God. God initially provided us with two plots of land. And before we know it, another person offered to sell the adjacent two plots. So they just started on four plots of land with a temporary shed. Now remember, uh, when Newport Apapa was planted, you know when we're talking about hotels, some people were loving. How many of us know Rockview Hotel in Apapa? Rockview Hotel. Newport, but it just started from that hall. The initial cost was 500,000 naira per use that every Sunday we worship for two hours. 500,000 was gone. But like we said, prayer, prayer, as a sort of prayer, the manager of the hotel agreed to 86,000 naira per use. Do you see the difference? 500,000 to 86,000. And they provided everything, the chairs, I mean, a cozy environment like this. That is what prayer can do. So when we get our logistics right, the flyers, the tract, every other thing that we need, we put them together and uh, we start flying. Okay, finally we go to page 20. Biblical, basic biblical principles in dynamic church planting. Basic biblical principles in dynamic church planting. We all know as Baptists that the Bible is our final authority regarding our faith and practice. Anything we cannot validate from the word of God is null and void. And I want you to, to know that again today. Whatever practice, whatever belief that we cannot validate from the scripture is null and void. So the Bible is God's manual for our living. It is also God's blueprint for ministry. So it behooves any church, any ministry, or any minister of the gospel who wants to record good success to make God's word as the final authority regarding faith and practice. Can you imagine that when Joshua was to enter the, uh, the, the land of Canaan, you remember his own assignment. His own assignment was to divide the land for the entire tribes of Israel and settle them there. And you know the land that he was to, def to, to divide, were, all those lands were occupied by the what? The original occupant. 
So he, could, he, can, he, will not, he will not succeed in dividing the land for the people except he has first dislodged the people from the land. But lo and behold, what did God give him as instrument? He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In it, you shall meditate day and night. So in church planting, the ultimate instrument that God has given us is the word of God. Our faithful adherence to it will translate to good success for us. And by the grace of God, we will not, I mean, we will do everything within our ability to ensure that we follow biblical principles. We will not use, I mean, we may not use business method. And I remember that uh, new porter, Papa, he got to a point saying, we need to do fundraising. Let's do uh, luncheon. And we'll bring people, come and give. So count me out of that. that. I didn't find that in the Bible. God is sufficient to provide for his work. If God is tired of living in the hotel, he will provide another place for himself. I remember I was in Burkina Faso when that was being uh, mooted. Before we got back home, God has provided a, a, a free place for the church to use. So, what do we need to do? Number one, simple obedience. What was the command? Go ye therefore. And if we are to obey, what do we do? We go. Simple obedience. Number two, simple faith. Simple faith. We don't need extraordinary faith. We only need simple faith. So church planting is a venture of faith and trust in the God who never fails. God is self-sufficient, is self-dependent. If we trust him, he will not fail us. In Luke chapter 10, verses 3 to 4, he said we should not take any pause. We should not carry any extra thing. We should just go. As we go, everything we need, he will provide. And God has been very, very faithful. And of course, the third thing there is discipleship. Church planting is all about discipling the nations. Matthew 28, 20. And Romans 8, 28. Matthew 28, 20 says, Go, make disciples. We are to raise disciples, not to make comfort. Not to raise just uh, people that will just come and worship. No. But what? Disciples. And who are disciples? People who are being made to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Such that when you look at them, after a few years of laboring among them, you can see Jesus in them. They resemble Jesus in everything they do. And of course, the last one there that we saw is Matthew 28, 20 B, assurance of divine presence. He said, lo, I am with you to the end of the age. And, and like that about God. When Ezekiel was talking about that, he called him Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. He's there before we get there. He's there while we are going. Even before we plan going, he's already there waiting for us. So why will we still be waiting and not obey by going? But you know one thing. Like pastor said this morning, 
from that Luke chapter 13, verse 6. God is looking for at least a fruit from your life. Number one, you cannot bear fruit if you have not been planted. It takes a tree that is planted to bear fruit. If you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, you cannot produce any fruit. It is only when you come into him, only when you are in him, when you are living in union with him, you can bear fruit. Have you been born again? So this morning, you must not leave this place without giving your life to Jesus. Because you don't know when Jesus will come. If he should come without finding fruit on your life, he's going to cut you down. And when he cuts you down, it means you are separated from him eternally. And number two, since all these years, you've gone through almost all the discipleship training in the Koyi Baptist Church. Follow the master. Serve the master. Master life. Mind of Christ in God's presence. All of them. And you have been sitting in Sunday school classes all these years. How much fruit have you brought to the master? Will you bow your head this morning and let us pray? I think we need to reflect on what we have heard in the two parts of the message. The bottom point is that God is looking for, is looking for fruit. Are you bearing fruit? Have you been planted in Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you been born again? And if you have been born again, what value has your life brought to the kingdom of God? Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.